Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello and welcome back to Kidder Street Noise, your Blackton Rovers Football Club podcast. Uh, we're recording this just after Rovers beat Hartlepool 4-0 last night in the League Cup. Um, great week for Rovers, uh, seven goals scored, non-conceded, two good wins. Um, me and Lewis went to the game last night, what did you think of the performance? Yeah, it was uh, it was good. another good team performance after the, uh, the 3-0 win at the weekend, but obviously a lot more comfortable weren't it um, yeah. Hartlepool didn't really offer anything really I think the only save that Purs had to make was um, in the last few seconds weren't it from that corner um, but yeah uh, a lot of people will say you know it's only the first round of the cup and it's only Hartlepool and stuff like that but you know you, you can only beat what's in front of you and I think they did that yeah I think the uh, style. the thing I noticed the most last night like Hartlepool just Played how they would normally play. They didn't come and like sit ten men behind the ball. They stuck to the three-five-two formation. Just, just I think they almost like accepted defeat before the game and said we're still going to play our way and get used to playing this way. So um, it wasn't as difficult as I expected it to be. I expected them to come and sit men behind the ball and just make us break them down. But in the end, it was quite comfortable. Um, follows on um, a good result away at Swansea at the weekend. Um, did you watch it? I uh, well, I, I tried to watch it. Um, the stream I was uh, watching it on uh, was uh, was not too great, uh, so I I, I struggled uh, through the uh, first half, and I listened to the second half on radio. But um, yeah. yeah, great result. Um, yeah, I watched the uh, Swansea City's extended highlights afterwards. Um, Rovers highlights were only two minutes, and they missed off Burton's goal. It was weird. <laughs> um, watched the extended highlights afterwards and. Just thought we were brilliant again. I just think after the QPR game, everyone expected us to go to Swansea and press from the front, um, try and nick the ball off. A bit like we did at home against them last season. Um, we were like snatching the ball coming out from the keeper and uh, creating chances that way. But we saw like a different approach where we stayed deep and 
they like let them have the ball with the back four and let them make their own mistakes really yeah um, obviously I think the, the, the two things um, you know to take away was uh, how well Hedges played obviously uh, two assists and then uh, Smodix getting off to the start we all uh, want him to you know yeah when you know you've paid that much money for a player to an attacking player you know the the, the first goal's massive yeah the it? first goal you know the, the, the longer the wait goes on um you know the kind of the pressure builds and the harder it is but um yeah it, it's great that uh he's got off to a, a scoring start yeah just going back to what you said about ryan hedges or he is a class player um I, I tweeted on Saturday that he's going to be our player of the year this year and I, I still stand by it I just think it gives us so much going forward and it gives us quite a lot going back as well I said after the QPR game that he could drop deeper into midfield and he could do the defensive work that probably some of the other attacking players couldn't do but um, yeah two great assists on Saturday the first one especially like could have easily just cut inside and hit a shot at the keeper but actually to pitch to pick Smodic out and and create the first goal for us and then I think obviously it counts as assist the Diaz goal but it is a good pass but Diaz does does well to just make the centre back look like he's look like a kid and then just dink it over the keeper as well yeah I think um, <coughs> I was maybe a bit harsh on the Hedges after the uh, QPR game because like uh, a lot of the stuff he was trying um, that afternoon didn't really work out for him but um, yeah, you can't take anything away from his performance on uh, Saturday against Swansea because he was he was brilliant man. yeah he were um, I mean the, the whole team played well again yeah um, just it, it's so we were talking about it last night coming off the Hartlepool game and we said that um, like, it's so exciting at the minute and you just feel like every game's ages away because you just you, you, you can't wait to come back and watch us with um, West Brom not being till Sunday, it feels like I have to wait even longer when it shouldn't. Yeah. Like it could be Saturday three o'clock. Um, but just the football we're playing is just unbelievable. I know. Like the moment that that made me like that I picked out the most, it was the Gallagher chance, and like Travis gets it on the edge of his own box and he pings a pass like into Diaz's feet, and it's not like mm. it's like between three Swansea players, it's like a forty-yard pass. And he absolutely leathers it into Diaz's feet. And Diaz's first touch takes him round the corner and plays it into Gallagher. Now, last season, or like a couple of years below, Travis probably would have played that pass out to the full back or back to the centre half. There is no way he would split two no. midfield players at that pace and trust someone to take that ball under. Um, again, we've seen how, how well Diaz has improved. Maybe he might have done it, like his, his spin and uh, playing to Gallagher. But there's just so much confidence through every single player. and even last night I thought um, I was a bit worried that the youngsters might come in and not play the same way that the first team are doing it might be different but they've all seemed to like got on board with Thompson's way of playing and it's all one touch it's all fast paced it's all very positive confident stuff so it's great to see at the minute yeah it's very easy on the eye isn't it? I think last night it would it was just like satisfying to see you know the, the young lads playing that way Um and you know, even in a situation where we are tuning up against you know lower league opposition that aren't really offering much, um, you know, we've like saying how we gone, um, you know, we're still going forward and still looking to create chances and score more goals. Yeah, it could have easily been a lot more. I think um, 
I mean, we were speaking about Hartlepool's keeper. He didn't really do anything wrong. Right? There's nothing could do about all four four goals. And I know he made a good save from Vale where he tried to dink it over him. I think Vale were a bit disappointed last night. They didn't score, but he was getting in the right positions. And I know when there was one where uh, the keeper palmed it wide and his head went down and Dak went over to him and said, right, keep your head up, it's going to come. Um, but it, it just is probably, again, same like Smodic. It's just getting that first goal and getting yeah. his confidence up. I'm sure they'll all, they'll all fly in after that. Because there's there's no doubt in my mind with Vale that he's good enough. I think yeah. we've all seen that. Um, you know the the way the way he battled uh, in uh, pre-season, um, and obviously his goal against Hartlepool, you know, and that was rewarded with his uh, his start against um, QPR. against QPR. So yeah, I, I think it's only a matter of time before he gets his first goal. Yeah. It's good to see that back last night as well, isn't it? Yeah, of course. Um, I think it was Dak's first goal at the Blackburn end for almost a thousand days. I, uh, <laughs> just at the start of uh, interest, I uh, looked back um, to when his last one was. I think it was a 3 2 win against Brentford in October 2019. That's mad, Dak's. Um, yeah. um, he was still just getting in the right positions all night. Every time the ball went wide with Dolan or Ed, and he was just, he was just there in and around the penalty spot. And, I think that's what he adds to us. He's got that natural instinct to be in the right place at the right time. And he, even his passing last night for the for the Marcande goal, he's, he's like opened his body up to like whip it in the bottom corner, and everyone's expecting to shoot, and he just laid it off. Simple, and it's a simple yeah. tap in for Marcande. I just think he's a, a touch of class. And I know when Smodic signed, everyone was writing him off and saying no place in the team. He's not fit enough, but. He is fit enough. He looked slim last night. There were pictures of him when he went fishing the other day, and his face looks slimmer. You can tell he's lost weight. And I know he, he, he got subbed off with five minutes to go last night, but I think it was just that involved last night. Yeah. I don't think Thomason wants him. We know what Dak's like. Dak gets frustrated when he's not touched ball for two minutes and <laughs> wants to drop deep to centre half to try and get a touch at ball. Um, I don't think Thomason wants that. Thomason wants him in and around the penalty box which can actually make a difference to the results so, or um, whether that's why he's not fitting into the team right now or maybe it's just he, he just, he's like 10% away from full fitness and he wants to wait. Um, but yeah, it was great to see him back and obviously got a good reception and when he scored as well, I think um, the, the fans celebrated it even more the, the fact that it was Dak scoring. Yeah, I think the most important thing last night was just uh, getting the result. We uh, spoke about it in the first episode about it being a long while since I had a decent cup run. I think on Tuesday night, after quite a lot of championship teams went out to low league opposition, it was important to avoid the slip up and get our hat in the next round. And the draw was last night, weren't it, after the game? Yeah, it was. Um, I was trying to watch it on my phone, like. Uh, on, on the way home in the car but there was no sound so <laughs> I, I, I've seen the number I, I knew that we were 22 number 4 <laughs> I knew Rod Stewart <laughs> I, knew, I knew we were uh, 22 but uh, I didn't know who like, obviously anyone four. else was it were uh, 4 Bradford weren't it I, was but, I didn't know that <laughs> um, yeah I think number 4 came out and um, uh, yeah well I, I, I didn't know that it was Bradford because of my sound. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Just four like, versus twenty-two. That'll do. Yeah, <laughs> we've got four. <laughs> um, yeah, but obviously an interesting draw. Uh, reunion with uh, with Sparky and Smallwood and Chapman as well. Um, yeah. uh, new ground for uh, for me. I, I, I've never been there before, so you're not going to the league one season. No, I didn't go. 
that was a good day out. Um, Dominic Samuel scored the winner, I think, early in the second half. Yeah. But I remember there was like we went with uh, quite a few of us on train. I remember there were a video like I think it was Tobin's dad and like one of his mates like being basically being carried up the main road to like the stadium. <laughs> he went he went viral on Twitter saying like oh Rovers fans clearly enjoying the day out in Bradford, but. Yeah, that was a good day. I'd say a good win. I seem to remember one of the things on uh, Twitter after that game was like their fans were like dead salty, weren't they? About how like um, how dirty Rovers were and they like kicked them off park and all that. That's football. That's happening. Yeah. It's League One football. Aren't it? <laughs> it's five up fittest, isn't it? But um, yeah, I fancy us to to get a win there and get in get in the third. I mean, I fancy us to beat everyone at the minute. Like the way we're playing, yeah. confidence yeah. is sky high, isn't it? Yeah. So getting to the third round, like your bigger Premier League teams coming to it, good to get a good away draw, maybe like a big team at home. But kind of want to go through at the same time. I don't. Obviously, yeah. you want that big like game, like United at home, Tottenham away, something like that. But you also, if you get like a League One or a League Two team in the next round, like, it's like you're only a couple of ways wins up. Like we said, we're only a couple of wins away from a semi final. <laughs> um, and then we're at Wembley, and then we then we lift it trophy, open top bus. Oh my god. <laughs> Um, jumping to conclusions <laughs> it's just yeah let's just uh, I would say take it a game at a time but I'm getting carried away myself yeah, just um, just got to enjoy it aren't you yeah I mean see it, uh, I see a lot I see a lot of people saying like, oh don't get ahead of yourself it's only two games but like we've had so many dreary seasons for like the last ten years like this is a this is the time you need to get ahead of yourself yeah. you need to enjoy it whilst it's here cause it, I mean I think I spoke to someone the other day and I said obviously it's new we're not used to seeing this football so every other club in the championship isn't used to seeing this football where they're like by the time it gets around to Christmas January they've done the research and like big configure is out and then form drops down a bit I don't know but like we've already seen and used two different styles of play and two different tactics and both have worked perfectly really so um, I think it's Although we need to be wary that other teams are gonna like find it out eventually, you just need to enjoy it and yeah. like. There's no point saying no, oh, don't go ahead of yourself, don't go ahead of yourself because you just won't, you never enjoy anything. Yeah, so I, I was saying in the uh, in the pub last night before the game, um, you know, with the with the quality rovers we've got, and particularly like if we're gonna strengthen further between now and when the window shuts. Yeah. Um, you know, if you can play that style of football week in week out and maintain the level, yeah. you know, of performance, you will beat the majority of teams in this league, and yeah. and, and that's enough. You know yeah. what I mean? Like even if you can't say beat like the you know the, the top like your Watfords and you know teams like that. But I watched Watford on uh, Monday night against West Brom. I didn't they, think they were, that but they were battered, really, weren't they? Yeah, like the front three's like decent, good. Don't get me wrong, but. I, I think at the back they're there for the taking really um, but I just think like it's a 46 well 49 game minimum season now um, so the squad depth is massively important even if we don't go and sign a first team player to come straight into the team just signing one or two that are just going to be in and around the squad and just fill it out and be like the changes that we make on a Saturday or if we carry on in the cup like last night we, we, I think it was nine changes we made weren't it like yeah. you, you need them players to be good enough and playing football as regular as they can so that when they are needed 
they can make the step up and the, the match fit really yeah um, I, I think we need um, a couple of centre-halves yeah I, I think obviously Vanek is the, the one everyone's hoping for mm-hmm. whether it'll happen is another story but yeah because Pickering played centre-half last night after Wharton went off didn't he yeah and that's it's alright doing that against Hartlepool but yeah, in the league you don't want to be playing your full back at centre half you, you don't want to be doing that on Sunday day against West Brom say if like one of I all awards and yeah. um, can't play um, but I think I think um, Scott's brother Adam's good enough to play centre half yeah he, he was very solid last night weren't he yeah. I mean I'm going to say he was my man at match but I, I think you could have given it to anyone just by the fact that Hartlepool didn't do enough to, yeah, to ensure really everyone had, anyone had a bad game you know so yeah but um, yeah, he played really well. Yeah, he's tall enough, physical, like tidy on the ball. Just think, like he's almost like Scott Wharton was when he first came onto the yeah. scene. He's a bit, yeah, like he's a bit the, slim the, and the like build, the build and everything. Like when when Scott first came through. Yeah, it, I, I mean, I couldn't believe it last night. Uh, we, we were saying it all the time. Like Scott Wharton scored his first goal for Rovers in like the second round of the League Cup in sixteen seventeen. Yeah. Like it doesn't feel like he's been around that long. No, it's that, that's feels six like he's still breaking ago. through, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah, it's it's mad, really. Yeah. I don't really know of any players that you could go out and sign. Like, to, I mean, you don't know who's available, do you? You don't know who. But um, Thomason came out and said they are looking at adding a few more to the squad, and like Greg's working on it behind the scenes. Greg's a busy guy, I mean, he needs to yeah. be. <laughs> um, but yeah, like twenty-two players used just this week, um, and like you, you need like a squad of 23, 24 really for like a, such a big season, especially playing at that intensity as well. Um, but I'm gonna say, do do we get a break for the World Cup or not? We do. It's um, so our last game will be Burnley away. We're on the Saturday, twelve four Sunday, thirteenth, and if it gets moved. And then the championship breaks while the group stages. Ah, and then they uh, come back run their across. Yeah, and um, yeah, because yeah. like the first game back will be the same day as England's World Cup quarter final if we get there on it. So yeah, pressing at home, isn't it? Pressing at home, yeah. Uh, so it's just while the, the group stages are on. Yeah, so that that's another thing. Like if you could like um, play this way, play this intensity, like with your first team quite a lot. Um, and if you can get like accumulate enough points so that you're up like towards the top end of the table and you get that break at winter that, that could be crucial for us because I mean like we've had it for the last four years haven't we we, we do well up until January and we just seem to drop yeah. off after Feb yeah. um, so if you get like the players going away for two weeks going and enjoying themselves and getting them back in ready to um, ready to carry on the second half of the season it could be crucial to us I, I think it it could be a, a blessing or, or a curse so you know there's also the thing of if we if we have got the momentum when we go into that break and we are like up there yeah i just worry if we come back yeah because we had that in the league one season didn't yeah. we like we had the three internationals that mean meant we could postpone games and it yeah. felt like every time we came back from a break we didn't do as well or it was play as well yeah and um, so yeah i know what i mean there's yeah. like pros and cons of both but i think um Got to see how it plays out. I, I don't think Dal Thomas would kind of like allow like, standards to slip by. Like, you know, no. did, did you see that on Twitter last night? Yeah, after the training, training session after the game—it's yeah. absolutely unbelievable. I, I love him though. I love, like, every yeah. every press conference he's done. That like, sort of like the, I think it was after the, either after the Dak goal or after the Dolan goal. 
It was like screaming at Eden to get forward. Like, like there's three nil up against Arsenal. Yeah. Oh, like, like just chill out. And then like after that, Eden were running around like a bloody dog on heat. But like, I mean, you you want his standards to be up there, and you want him to be positive all the time. I just think like, and he keeps saying, even though we're putting what we feel as good performances, he's always talking about how we can improve and how we can get better. So obviously, he sees it that we can get better. So. Hopefully, the players can show it in the up and coming weeks. Yeah, there's two. There's two things that I really like from um, his press conferences, and that's like his constant use of the the words togetherness and project. Yeah, you know I mean, it's togetherness, 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 and it, like, all the great teams have a great team spirit. Team spirit, yeah. You know, and it's half the battle, really. And if, if, if as long as you have that team spirit, hopefully, quality will get you over the line. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, so yeah, just looking at the uh, championship results from the weekend, it were another weird one, really. Um, obviously, our big win against Swansea away. Um, I'm trying to think about the other result. Obviously, we saw QPR beat Middlesbrough, or our old captain Lenehan had a, had a stinker, really. Um, probably at fault for the first goal, and then getting sent off in the last minute for a stupid tackle did you watch mm. any of the highlights on um, it's on ITV now isn't it yeah I, I watched, I watched um, a few of the games yeah um, I, I mean uh, <laughs> I think there was uh, a lot being said uh, on Twitter about Lennon when you know people were seeing that uh, Sheffield United were 3-0 down after a visit half an hour yeah um yeah, there was there was a lot being said from Rovers fans about. Yeah, well, um, I said that they signed him on a free, but they probably overpaid. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think that when you look at our team now, it, it suits us so much more not having him like having players in like the set positions all the time and playing the formation we want to play rather than shoving someone in a position they don't want to play. Like, now I think about Travis being captain and. Like Travis is probably the first name on the team sheet. It's been a while since we've had a player that who's captain that is the first. I mean, we had obviously Lennon last season. Who when Van Eck and Wharton were fit, probably wasn't the first name on the team sheet. Yeah. We had to play five at back or play him at right back. We had Mulgrew before then. There were, there were a couple of times where people were saying that he shouldn't be playing centre half. Yeah, it felt like it was there at times just for set pieces. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then before that we had Bennett and he was playing it right back and right wing and people were saying there's there's better options out there to be in the team so this is the first time where our captain is probably the, the first name on the team sheet and one of our better players Yeah, and I think that's so important um, rather than the manager feeling like they need to play him just because he is the captain um, Sheffield United beat Millwall 2-0 Millwall had a good start against Stoke but I don't know struggled there against Sheffield and obviously it's their away game so we are going to struggle Stoke bounce back with a 2-0 win against Blackpool Norwich drawing again with Wigan yeah um, they've had a bad start haven't they yeah. um, not, maybe it won't be as uh, plain sailing for them this time obviously like, last two times they've come down they've won the championship with uh, relative ease haven't they but yeah you know, maybe, they uh, seem to have uh, hit a bumpy start mm. um, Birmingham beating Huddersfield two one. That was on the front. That was a Friday night game where it Huddersfield again just, just absolutely bobbins. Yeah, I, I'm uh, I'm the, worried for them this season. Really, they're going to go down. Yeah. And I think it, like, even now you might as well put an R next to the name so that because they are terrible. 
I think it's very early doors, but I mean, the, I mean they got battered in the cup as well, didn't they, by Preston? Yeah, so. Preston beat them last night, um, 1 So uh, they probably could do them like a world of good, really, like obviously not being in the cup, but yeah, we'll prioritise the league. But um, I mean, even when they're fully fit, they were awful, like, so they can't really. I don't know. I don't know. I thought like last night might have been like a way of getting them, getting them riled up, getting a bit bit of form in, but just yeah, I, I think they, uh, they could be in trouble. Yeah. Um, and then I watched the West Brom Watford game on Monday night. Uh, the one-one draw. I just saw his goal. Everyone's seen that on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> and the one question we were asking was, "What's keeping him? <laughs> What's the goalie doing? What's the goalie doing?" <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, I, I mean, we're a brilliant goal. We're a technique were brilliant. His, his yeah. first touch to set it up was class as well. Yeah. Um, but West Brom should have been like three 0 Carlos yeah. Grant should have been after it before. Um, the that, that is the one thing that I've got in my notes for the for the podcast. Obviously, looking ahead to the West Brom game on Sunday. Yeah. Um, you know they they were very dominant against Watford, but wasteful. Do you yeah. know what I mean? They, they 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 really could have won that game four or five one, and that's, that's you know. Yeah, but, I think um, I think they're another team where if they added like a twenty or twenty five goal season striker. They'd probably do a lot better than what they are actually doing. I think set for any team. Right? Yeah, I know. Yeah, but, <laughs> like, I, I, I mean, they're going to dominate a lot of games at home. Um, Steve Bruce is going to like set up to like, be defensive and then hit people on the break, and he has done yeah. well with it in the past, especially in the championship. We've got so many promotions, um, so they are going to do well at home. I, I mean, I'm looking forward to the game on Sunday. I, I am confident. Um, just trying to. I'm, I'm trying to see a way where how we're going to get in behind them or how they're going to cause us problems and I just like, there's no part of me that can see it it's going to be tight I think it, it's going to be it, there's no doubt that it's going to be the toughest test yet yeah. um, I mean hopefully the uh, the crowd are, you know I, I'm expecting a bit of a better gate to be honest with win the first three yeah. games um, so for a big good atmosphere. Um, it was quite a big crowd last night. To be honest, when it was six thousand eight hundred. Was it? Yeah. I, I, well, to be fair, that's more than I was expecting. Yeah. Um, I expect about four thousand on. I, I said like four and a half, five for yeah. games. So, um, yeah, we, we, well, I mean we've had lower than that um, for cup games in the past, haven't we? So yeah, yeah. I mean, they I don't think they have brought too many. So. Obviously, it's a long journey on a Tuesday night to come all the way down from Hartlepool, so I didn't expect them to bring that many. But it was a long journey back as well after being beat four. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they, they, I mean, I was going to say they played all right, but they couldn't play all right because we played so well. They just stuck to how they how they're going to play all season. And it's going to it's going to benefit them playing that way. There's no point coming to a one-off game and playing ten behind the ball. There's no point. No. It's just not not going to help your season at all. So. Um, they probably learned a lot more last night playing the formation and playing the way they're going to play this season than they would if they came and just sat behind the ball and just defended for 90 minutes and probably still got beat anyway so yeah absolutely yeah because um, you know it's like if you do part 10 and behind the ball I mean chances are Rovers going to break it down anyway yeah. you know even if it's only like 1 or 2 nil instead of 4 you know you're still out of the cup and you haven't gained anything from playing that way yeah you're not gained you know, anything at all yeah um, so Sunday's game what are you expecting the lineup to be I think he won't make too many changes from the uh, team that played Swansea yeah um, I 
I didn't see any changes at all, to be honest. Uh, I mean, I mean, obviously, Wharton, I mean, I mean, we don't know why he was taken off at our time at Davis, so no. um, hopefully that was just a precaution and, uh, and he won't be ruled out Saturday. I, I can't see him uh, being out uh, Sunday. Why is he Saturday? It's on yeah. Sunday, was. Um, <laughs> yeah, hopefully um, he'll start. But to be honest, I think it will be. Now, now that I come to think of it I think it will be the same team that started against uh, Swansea yeah um, I can't see him making any changes I don't think I don't think it would be fair on anyone to uh, to you know take them out to drop them so. no I mean you can't change any back four really um, Travis and Buckley in the middle and then the front four again of Gallagher Diaz Hedges and Smodic yeah. the fluid front four <laughs> yeah um yeah, I'm loving it. Can't wait for Sunday. I'm so excited. Um, for the first time in a long time, I'm actually genuinely dead excited yeah. to watch Rovers. Uh, I, I was saying to you yesterday before the game, I was most excited I've been to watch Rovers in a long time. Like, yeah. Because it's like, well, last night it was like the, the, the two things of um, like seeing the, the young kids coming through and, uh, you know, the, the style of football that we're playing, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's brilliant. Isn't it? Yeah, it is good. It's good. I know it's exciting times to be a, a Rovers fan at minute, but I mean, talking to people at work, all everyone seems to be bothered about is uh, the Prem coming back last weekend. Um, mm. did you, you, you can tell who the uh, who the Prem fans are. When it's like, oh, football's back. You yeah. know, like, all, all, all last week during week, football's back this weekend. I mean, yeah. Oh, so, no, we just didn't play the weekend before. It's, it's been already been back like, <laughs> two weeks. It does my head in. Um, like who do you support Blackburn or who's your Prem team oh. Blackburn <laughs> Blackburn or Prem team, Prem team. <laughs> that's disgusting got any other throw up um, <clears throat> yeah the Crystal Palace Arsenal game on Friday night um, obviously first time Sky Sports Prem being back with with the boys um, I don't like that new hood they've got no I, I don't like that I think the badges in the top know. corner it doesn't it, make it, sense. It don't really work. I, I think it looks like my, my eyesight going like. Who's <laughs> playing here? At the uh, at the grand old age of nineteen, <laughs> but um, no, it looks a bit small. I think. Yeah. Like, and and the badges, like, I just don't think there's like any need for it. You could like tell. Yeah, like, if you, by, if you, by the colours, which team is which. Yeah, like, but if you didn't know what the badges what the badge look like, because they change that often nowadays. Yeah. Um. And I think like we've seen it it's been a trend recently where um, clubs have changed the badges so that the full name is on the badge um, so obviously City changed theirs from like the Eagle with like MCFC to like Manchester City yeah um, and that's probably like the only badge change in recent years that I actually like, like a lot yeah. of them are just they're too simplistic aren't they and like yeah. you, you look at like um, West Ham's new badge yeah, West Ham yeah, London. That, that London at the bottom is just like disgusting. It's just a bit nothing. Like Pez. Yeah, <laughs> London Clarence. Um, yeah, it looks too simple, like, you know, some, just too generic, a bit bland. Yeah. Um, and a lot of them do, they all look a bit. Yeah. yeah. And like they've all gone to that, that same template, like the circle, like the ring inside it, and then like a symbol inside that. Yeah. And then the name on like the outside ring, like that. I know Brentford have changed their badge. Yeah. It's basically the exact same as Bristol City's, and that's exactly the same as Man City's. They've all yeah. gone for that same. One of the worst uh, attempts was um, that Leeds one. Do you remember that? 
That was bad, that. That looked like a pro Euro front cover, that yeah, little guy stood shocking. there with arm across. Yeah, I'm glad, they, the, uh, I'm glad they protested to get uh, that changed back. I think like when they revealed it, they said, like, oh, we've um, we've surveyed like 40,000 fans. Mm-hmm. What, Man United fans? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which Leeds fan, you know, said that. Yeah, that'd be all right, yeah. Yeah, I think like your proper football fans don't find out about surveys and stuff like that. The people that are online all the time on Twitter yeah. talking shit that, um, that find out about surveys and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, good start for Arsenal. Yeah, obviously, Hayes has played well. Um, Martinelli misses Sitter. Uh, Crystal Palace are poor though, really. And then the Saturday game was Fulham and Liverpool. Mitrovic mm. just proving how good he is. I mean, he smashed the championship last year, 40 goals in championship. Like, and everyone says, yeah, but championship tax in it, like, kind of impressed. Yeah. Um, Do you think uh, Fulham will stay up this time? No. <laughs> we obviously tipped them to go you know, we tipped them to go down in that first episode and now like, they drew like two of them drew them for European football so, so yeah. now, so, um, no yeah. I, I think they're, um, they're going to be down there uh, thereabouts again aren't they so. I mean, they're alright at home it's just away from home he's, he won't change his style of play to be more like hard to break down he's going to stick to his philosophy and they'll just get caught out away from home mm. whether they get enough points at uh, Craven Cottage to keep him up I, I still can't see it cause I know they play well on Saturday um, but obviously just been promoted morale's high fitness is high soon as you start losing a couple of games and they get spanked one week like 4 yeah. or 5-0 that's it like next three games like a round so psychologically to recover isn't it yeah definitely um, and then Bournemouth I know they didn't, you had Villa in last man standing yeah you? that was uh, probably not the best decision that I woke up on Friday morning and felt <coughs> I felt bold, felt confident. Um, like Gerard's yeah, got like, the, the worst win percentage. Yeah, uh, like, I think it's like twenty eight percent since he took over at Villa. I just had a feeling like this season, like he's got to, he, you know, he's they, got to they perform need to, now. Yeah, they need to be in the top ten like, yeah. and pushing Europe by Christmas. I think he's sacked, and I think like. We, I mean, we said it when he left Rangers. It's like a massive mistake. Like you. I think for someone like Red, for Gerard, you have to play massive games all the time and like every game. Obviously, he played most of his career at Liverpool where you have to win more. You, have to, you feel like you have to win every game and there's derbies every week. And Where I think like at Villa, like, there isn't that pressure on you. And I think that's why Rangers suited him so well because a draw was never good enough. Like You yeah. had to win every single week. And I feel like at Villa, there's not... Like, first game of the season, if Rangers get beat 2-0, to a newly promoted team that's it's massive that, yeah, isn't it? that's like, like it's like, national news isn't yeah it? it is and like but first game of the season Bournemouth away it's not a, a really tricky fixture and not only did they get beat 2-0 they, they deserved to get beat 2-0 they weren't good at all and I don't think there's any pressure on him at all there's no one in the media saying like oh he's in trouble now he's in trouble it's just oh well they'll win some other time yeah I don't I um I think Gerard maybe went too early. I, I I can understand like it's hard to turn it down when you because know, Aston Villa, you know, it's a big yeah, club, a big club yeah. and and the pull of the the Premier League is massive these days. I mean, you only have to look at like players like Haaland coming over here when like in the past players like that would have gone to Madrid, Madrid or Barcelona, maybe like Bayern, you know, somewhere in Italy maybe. Um, but he only had won that one trophy with Rangers I, I think it was 
and, and that was like the, the season that was behind closed doors weren't it um, yeah. so that obviously has, a, uh, has, has an effect on it um, I think he did jump at it too early but it's it's hard like I said it's hard to to blame too much because the pull is very very strong in it yeah I just think like it, it was obviously he wants a Liverpool job eventually doesn't he yeah um, if it had stayed at Rangers maybe won a couple more leagues a couple more cups would he have got the opportunity once Klopp eventually leaves it's hard to say I mean people are always going to say oh it's only Scottish Prem like, it's not even proper football whatever whatever, people, whatever English people say um, there's always going to be that doubt over his head um, but then he's gone to Villa now and there's no expectations because they're not going to they're not going to finish in the top four. The, the the best hope is that they win like a league cup or an FA cup. But like, and w- yeah. like, what is the point of the rest of your season? And the problem with that is, you see so many teams outside of the top six that really should be aiming, you know, t- to win a league cup or anything because they know yeah. they're not going to get the top six. Yeah, and they don't even try. Either. And they don't even try. It's all about you know the difference financially between finishing like 12th and finishing 11th is that big it's worth it's more than even, a cup yeah, yeah. It's, it, it's a shame really but yeah. and then City just win a League Cup every year it just seems like fun it's got League Cup trophies yeah, they won four in a row didn't they who won it last year Liverpool won it because they won the yeah. cup double but and penalties four in a row that's ridiculous yeah. like you said especially like if it's a way into Europe for most teams like you think take it a lot more seriously but yeah, just don't seem to at all. No, it's a shame. Um, and the Sunday games. Was there a Saturday tea time game? You playing? Everton Chelsea weren't it? Ah, right, weren't yeah. the best game, were it? No, um, I, I turned it off after I saw Holgate's broken leg. Yeah, well, not God, I don't Godfrey. Godfrey. Yeah. Godfrey. Um, um, I don't even know if he broke his leg. I know it was an ankle injury. Yeah, I've not heard anything since that. Long delay, weren't they? While he was uh, treated and then uh, stretched it off. Yeah, but like the ball was like, but it it was in Pickford was in stands trying to clear the ball out. Yeah. And <laughs> and I just stood there next to Stewart, kick it ball back into play. And I obviously it was Godfrey's back pass, weren't it, that caused it to go out of play. Yeah. yeah. But no, I know it, it wasn't Lyons' fault because he couldn't. But um, we saw it last night in the Rovers game. Lyons not flagging to like tools someone's gone over and like interacted with the ball yeah touched there was the one where Vale was offside and he like run like 30 yards to the ball the defender kicks it in and then Vale goes to the corner flags like challenge him and he flags for offside and I'm like well, if he'd have run over and two footed him back ahead like <laughs> he just flags for offside and it's alright it's not a free <laughs> kick it's not a red card yeah. it's like it, it's going to take one injury where the Lions has not flagged yet like it's going to be one where like I always think back to like Petr Cech and Cudicini went that night when they both got kicked in the head like where a striker goes through one on one and like goes for 50-50 with keeper but he's, he's offside and they're not flagged for it and they both go in for it and he like causes like a severe head injury to goalkeeper and then the lines and flags are offside and that's when it's going to stop yeah. like they're going to say right for players safety we're going to have to start flagging straight away and it'll go back to how it used to be um, but until that happens they're just going to carry on just I mean it's, anno- it's annoying anyway like how excited you get when someone's through and like, I always glance straight off at lines and like oh is he offside is he offside and like you think oh his, his flag's still down so he must be on and then he goes and gets the ball he puts it up and like why have yeah. I just wasted like my heart rate <laughs> 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 it's a waste um, of time 
yeah, it's uh, it's obviously a shame for uh, Ben Godfrey. Yeah. Uh, you know, you never like to see that. Um, you know, happen to any player. You know, he's one of the players that have been capped for England, so he's always, you know, he would have been thinking, um, you know, if he had a good start to the season, maybe had like an outside uh, shout, you know, to sneak in that that World Cup team. But do you know, I was confused about right. So they said, do when Harvey Elliott got broke his leg against Leeds United? Yeah. Right, well, it it wasn't a, a red card, like, but he did get sent off because the injury. Was like, yeah, the injury like made the tackle seem worse. Yeah, it? and like it was like watch on VAR, and then they sent him off. But I don't understand. And then they, they almost said like any tackle that causes a player to injure themselves to that extent will be a red card. Well, I don't know who the player was who challenged with Godfrey. I know it was like it wasn't like a tackle, like a serious foul. Yeah. Why wasn't he sent off? Is what after they watched it on VAR because. And then I, I argue with a couple of little fans. I mean, if that is what they're basing it off, then it should have been sent off. But yeah. to me, you know, these things kind of happen. Yeah, re- contact sport, regardless of the uh, of the severity of the of the tackle. Yeah. Yeah. I argue with a couple of little fans at the time of the Harvey Elliott's injury, and they were saying like any tackle that breaks players' legs should be a red card. But mm-hmm. we saw it. He was like Jamie Kevley, like barely touching CC, broke his leg. Yeah, I don't think it, I don't think it was even a penalty. Just like just went out for a goal kick, um, and there's another one where John Arnaresa shot a free kick and it breaks Alan Smith's re- leg. It's not a red card because you kick the ball at his leg and it's broke. Like, yeah, it's just it just happens in football. Injuries are, are like part of the game. Um, yeah, and it's just frustrating that there's, there just seems to be like no consistency and then sort of I mean, people call them Liverpool and like, they always get the decisions and stuff. I mean, they were mourning about the the penalty on uh, Saturday afternoon, but it was a definite penalty. Um, mm. Everyone can clearly see the contacts, and you know, people are always going to think that penalties against them are harsh, and penalties for them are bang on. So that that's just football fans in general. And the Sunday games, were... United, Brighton, and West Ham, Man City, were. I said it. I, said, I think. Did you put United in your top four? No, no. I, my top four was City, Liverpool, Arsenal, and Spurs. Yeah. Actually, I might have Chelsea in there. Yeah. But yeah. I said United are so yeah. far off it, and it's just been proven right because they are absolutely terrible. Might have been City, Liverpool, Arsenal, and Chelsea. I had. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think um, you know the, the thing is like the last few seasons you've seen. United, although they've like eventually performed poorly in the league, they've always got off to a fairly decent start and they've like hammered someone at home. Yeah. You know, everyone's been like, oh, know, is it, the, it, it, it gets the it gets the fans going. You know, they're like, oh, yeah. we're back and all that. And this season, they haven't even got off to that kind of start. They've been beat at home like, already. And it's um, sort of like, I know and they were talking about it on the panel after the game, like they've had a bit rejected for Arnautovic and then. They were linked with that Rabbit or the yeah, French. Gary Neville's just like, I've got nothing to say. Like, like, <laughs> it doesn't improve him at all. Like, is, is he any, like this Rabbit is he any worse or better than Fred? Like, yeah. I don't rate Fred, but I don't think he's a massive improvement on him. And the place where they need to spend money is in defence. Like, where's Luke Shaw for that first goal? What is Maguire doing? Like, look, Danny Welbeck's like 42 now. Why is he sprinting off <laughs> to him getting scored? Like, he was playing for Arsenal when Rovers won't leave. Like, <laughs> what the hell is he sprinting off? Just does my, like, but it's so clear for like any, any outsider looking in where they need to improve and where they need to invest the money. And they just, they just, it's like they're doing it on purpose. Like, 
oh we're desperate we're crying out for a centre back let's go is Arnautovic free right. I just, I just and then they've made them signings haven't they like they signed Igarlo and they signed uh, Cavani Falcao they signed like older strikers coming in like yeah it's a it's a temporary fix isn't it um, you know it, it seems you know from kind of a, a point of view of an outsider looking in it's like um, the owners just don't care like how the team performs as, as long as they kind of like you know like stay afloat like financially from, from like merchandise and shirt sales and they you know as long as they can make uh, their profits they're not really interested in it. Yeah. and that, that's why I think um they're falling back on these like temporary fixes you know it's, it's, it, even Ronaldo to be honest it's a, it's a temporary fix isn't it yeah you know, well, like, Jamie Carragher made the point of um, of, of saying like United you know, should be looking for the next Ronaldo they shouldn't be going back and, yeah you know it, that's right isn't it? but like there is you cannot t- you cannot convince me you can't tell me that Ten Hag has come in and they've said who do you want as your centre forward this, this summer and he's gone Marco Arnautovic there is no way I just don't you can't tell me otherwise I mean if you're not they've talked obviously Ragnick came in last year like a caretaker and was going to take it to the summer and and I've seen that he had plans like they need to sign this player they need to sign that player and Ten Hag's come in and he he signed that left back didn't he from from Ajax Um, it was one for the future and like that's the kind of signing that you that United should be making like the best player in that position in the next ten years, mm. um, but there's no way he's coming and said, "Oh, Marco Arnautovic can't see it at all." Yeah. I mean, when he was first announced, he spoke a lot about um, uh, you know catching up to City and Liverpool and how long that would take. I mean, you know, City have just signed Alvarez and uh, Haaland, yeah. and you know, what, what, Liverpool signed Nunes. How are you competing with that? Marco Arnautovic. <laughs> just can't get my head around it at all. But like how are how are Liverpool and City finding these players and like even even if you look at Arsenal's recruitment, like sign out Vieira, like why are they signing players for like twenty, thirty million that are massively improving the team and United are spending um like a hundred million and just making the team worse? Yeah. I, I think Arsenal's business has been <coughs> impressive for the last couple of summers to be honest. Yeah. Um I mean, I watched the first three episodes of They're All Enough in the uh, the other night. Yeah. And it's like you, you look at the the players they brought in, and they're like they have a decent, not not, not a top quality, yeah. but you know they're, they're of a decent quality that that'll improve them. At a, you know, at low yeah. low prices really. It's like the Ra- the Ramsdale signing um, makes a lot of sense. Like obviously an English player helps your registration rules and stuff, and you get Champions League Big potential. Yeah, and like people. Um, I think people forget about the registration you can't just go and sign 25 foreigners you need yeah. a base number of English players in the squad um, but that's what they don't they don't seem to sign United don't seem to be signing the best of the English talent where no. 10 years ago if you were an up and coming young English player you were going to Man United that was, that was the place to go um, whereas now if you're a young lad at 15, 16 and you had a choice of where to go City, you you just wouldn't pick United at the minute at all. You just wouldn't. Um, I mean, it's it's good to watch them struggle, but um, <laughs> it just doesn't it doesn't make sense how a club of that size size can be so mismanaged. It's like they're doing it purposely, and I think that's the most frustrating thing as as someone who's not a fan of United. 
like how can these top directors and chief executives or whatever how can they get it so wrong like you think like I could I could do better than that I could do better I could tell you I could go in there yeah. and tell you to sign and how you can make improvements and like they're paid however much money to do that job and just bobbins at it absolutely yeah. bobbins and then the uh, City West Ham game Hall is just absolute freak you know <laughs> it looked like an absolute beast didn't it like just like the the pace you know, the, yeah. how, how quick he moves and for his size you know it's yeah the athleticism is unbelievable isn't it well he's like a genetic freak like his mum's yeah. like an athlete and she knows his dad used to be a footballer yeah. Um, yeah like you said just I thought it'd be one of them that like first 10 yards get going and then like once he gets to full speed he's rapid but even like 10 yard sprints he is rapid like to get that ball for the penalty like he's quick yeah. And just, I mean, they've got. I mean, obviously, like the first goal was a penalty, wasn't it? but the second yeah. goal, like, I was just like ran onto it and just slotted it away, and made it look swift. It was like, there yeah. we go, two 0 Thanks for coming. People were saying like De Bruyne were like, more, like pissed off at him in the Community Shield final because he weren't like reacting to his passes and his passes weren't like he weren't getting the right positions. It takes time. But it, it doesn't. It? it won't take them two that long to create. No. But like the the two world class players, probably like two of the best in the position in her position so it's not going to take long for them to get that chemistry and like you see the memes don't you where it's like ah, ah fuck it he's in there somewhere you know what I mean <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, Holland's in there somewhere um, but just I, they've got Bournemouth at home this weekend and just I just worry yeah, I worry it, it, it could be battering couldn't it you know, I mean you look like any of them type of games where you know like say you're at home three o'clock on a Saturday against like a side like that I mean Always used to be at Dingles, I, I, I think there were three seasons in a row where they went there and got beat 5-0. 5-0, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Absolute freak, innit? But what a player. I'm, I'm hoping, like, obviously he stays in the Prem and we can see more of him because um, there's already talks about him, like, he's, he signed a contract for three years, and it, like, lines up to when Guardiola's going to leave, so right. if Guardiola goes back to Barcelona in three years' time, he might go with him, kind of thing. But, Barcelona are in a lot of trouble at the minute though aren't they they signed all yeah. these new players and they're not allowed to register them with the, uh, with the league so, I mean, but there's a lot going on in Spain so like uh, the deal was that they, they sell 75% of the TV rights and like so a percentage of something else mm. like, I think it's like the rights like Barcelona TV or whatever to one company and then that company lends them the money back to register the players as like a fan it's dodgy it's dodgy it, it, I don't all, it, like everything that goes on like with uh, Barcelona and Real Madrid particularly in the last few years seems to be dodgy. yeah but there was another like, there's another team that's done it as well it's um, what was he called Man, Man City manager the old one with long grey hair Pellegrini Pellegrini whoever he's managing now he, they've done the same thing as Barcelona because they, they were struggling to register players well, it's like um Real Madrid uh, to renovate uh, the Bernabeu they um, took out a 600 million loan over 30 years or something it's just <laughs> where are they getting that money from yeah, well, even over you know even over 30 years yeah. I, I don't think um, I mean obviously I've never been inside the ground I don't know what it's like on the concourse and stuff like that but I don't really think it needs doing because they're doing all that renovation and yeah. the capacity is going down by one seat that's, that's strange isn't it um, I, I think 
uh, Barcelona's plans to renovate the new camp that's taking up to 105,000 so yeah we need the salary ticket to make the money back yeah um, but yeah it's, it's just it's just strange how it works and I think that's why they were so desperate for the, the Super League to come through in the summer yeah I think you look at all all the other European top nations they're so like, struggling for money and struggling like, like the Premier League has such a monopoly it's on it it's just booming isn't it? the yeah. Premier League is just and I think that's why the financially it's like the teams from England rejected it because they probably they probably lose out. Like they went to that Super League, they probably get less money than yeah. what they get now yeah. in the Premier League. I think so. Yeah. So it didn't make sense by now. Otherwise, they'd have pushed it through. There's no way. I mean, what what, what was the most uh, recent uh, TV deal in for, for the Premier League? It was that like something like five billion pounds, weren't it? Yeah, but it's like it works out like 140 million a year for each team, and then you've got you like you perform like your performance bonus on top of that. So if you like City last year, you probably talk like 180 million. TV and performance bonus mm. so and then you get your bonuses for winning Champions League drawing Champions League and your Champions League money on top of that there's just so much money in English football but I think there has to be something eventually where it breaks monopoly but I just can't see it coming anytime soon people are making too much money off it I mean you look at like the top players in England they're, they're on so much money they can't afford to go anywhere else because no one else can pay them that money and eventually it's going to get to the point where you're going to have a squad of 40 people on 200 grand a week because you can't get rid of them because no other club will, will take them off you unless, yeah. unless you agree something where they're like say they're on 100 grand a week right we'll pay 100 grand of this uh, we'll pay 50,000 of the wages but if we if we like sell them to you we'll we'll keep contributing 50k of his wages or something Just, Whereas like you're still paying for someone to play for someone else then, mm. but that's the, that's gonna be the way they have to like reduce the wage budget eventually. Yeah, strange times, strange times. So uh, back to Rovers now, uh, coming to the end of the uh, of this episode. We've got yet another starting eleven quiz. No one has come forward to uh, challenge us for the actual quiz yet, so I can't write out any questions or any answers because we need an opponent so if you want to play next week um, and you're available to call on teams or can do it on zoom whenever you want um, then just tweet us reply to this uh, podcast going out and you can be on next week um, I don't know we might buy you a pint again if you beat him <laughs> um, so starting 11 for this week um, looking forward to Sunday's opponents West Brom is Rove's 3-1 win away at West Brom in 2010 10 wait, it, was, it was it was Christmas game wasn't it it was yeah. and it was Steve Keane's first win for the Black and Rollers manager I'm sure you'll all be glad to hear his name yeah, um, not many of them were there <laughs> so Rollers played a 4-3-3 and the, the three midfield yeah the three midfield three up front was ridiculous but I'll let you Right, so Robinson in there. Yep. Good start. <laughs> GV. Nope. Oh, bloody hell. Uh, right, come on, come on, come on. Sander. No. Bloody hell. Two centre backs are six and six. Nelson. Yep. Uh, left back, Martin Olsen. Yep. Right back, Salgado. Yeah, have you even researched this a lot? No, no. Have you? No, no, I, 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 I haven't. 
You've got the centre back left in defence. Six. We'll come back to that. <laughs> oh, Hanley. Hanley, yeah. yeah. So you got midfield and That's attack. That must have been one of uh, Hanley's first games. Because that, I mean. No, he finished the season before at Villa away, didn't he? That was his debut. So he must have played a couple of games yeah. that, uh, the season after. Um, three midfield, seven, four, and eight. Done. Yep. Uh, seven. Seven Andrews. Nope. Yes, he got done. Seven and eight. Eight is Pedersen. Yep. Mm, seven. Uh, is someone that obvious? Uh, he played on the right a lot for Rovers, but yeah, he played a lot of games. Like good player for us. Everton. Yep. So three up front, five, seven, and five. The only thing I remember from Everton that season was that goal he scored against United at Ewood in that home on draw. Do you remember that? He scored Blackpool away last minute. Yeah, he did as well, yeah. That was some scenes that on scaffolding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, 2 1 last minute, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, three up front, uh, Kalmanich, because he scored. Yeah. Uh, Elijah Drew. Yeah. And uh, the other Jew, Man Biram. Man yeah. Well, yeah, that was a quick one this week. Yeah, actually did well. Um, makes a change. Makes um, a change. Yeah, well, um, if you think you can, well, you probably won't beat as quick as that, but um, if you know you're starting 11s, then, and then if there is an opponent, we'll actually add some actual quiz questions in there to make it a bit more interesting. Um, then again, get in touch on Twitter post links in the podcast and anything else you want to add before we go oh, I don't think so no no looking forward to Sunday yeah um, and then the podcast will be back next Tuesday yeah, for the Reading game Reading um, fair play to anyone making uh, that trip down there yeah. <laughs> even with the, the former um, yeah. decent prices as well which is a shame that it's midweek game because it's it's like 18 quid it for adults so well, well it's um, Rovers one of the three that like wrote back to Reading about their offer of like 20, 20 pound for like both games yeah um, so yeah that's good wish more teams would do that yeah, yeah. <coughs> right well uh, we'll see you all I won't see you but you'll hear from us again <laughs> next Tuesday next Tuesday yeah goodbye Social Podcast Network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.